back, everybody. Uh, this is Angela Highland with Build, Lead, Succeed, the official podcast of the National Association of Women in Construction. Today, uh, joining me is Laura Jones. She is a project manager with WW Gay Mechanical Constructors. Did I get that right? WW Gay Mechanical Contractors. Contractors. Oh, okay. WW Gay Mechanical Contractors. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I've well, enjoyed getting to know you for sure, and I'm excited to help out. Yeah, I um, I I really wanted to get you on this show, and to be quite transparent with everybody listening, uh, I know Laura. She uh, is in Orlando with me, and I know Laura because she is a project manager on one of my job sites. She heads up the mechanical team and got to know her early on. I have always been so impressed by her team and how she leads her team. So I thought she'd be a really great guest today. So thank you again for joining me. Well, thanks for considering me and the kind words. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, to get things rolling, how about you tell us um, a little bit about your construction background, how you got into construction and your journey so far? Well, I kind of grew up in the industry. My dad um, was a general contractor. He opened his own business in 1990. So I grew up traveling to job sites with him, um, going to meetings, thinking I was doing something important, of course. And, you know, when I got into high school, of course, you start thinking about what you're going to do for career and whatnot. And I had originally wanted to go my whole life. I wanted to do something medical. Well, being 18, I was like, I'm not ready for four years of school, four years of med school, residency. So it was kind of my backup plan was to take over my dad's business because he only had two girls and my sister wasn't interested whatsoever. So I went to Georgia Tech to get the same degree that he had, which was a BS in building construction. And I happened to graduate right when the recession hit. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, so this was 2008, 2009. 2009. Okay. Yep. And started working for my dad. And of course, things had started to slow down. Um, so I just started kind of finding things that I could do, processes that I could, you know, help with. And I created the accounts receivable department for him. Um, I started, you know, doing their, I was their lead person, um, doing all their documentation. And uh, eventually after I think two years, he, just had to close the company the recession you know it was he couldn't bounce back from the loss that he had he kept too many people on board so I got into IT which was a complete change in fields but I was kind of over the construction industry at that point and a couple years later, I was recruited by another GC, Patillo Construction in Atlanta. 
And I was like, you know what? This is double my salary. I'll give it a try. <laughs> so I took a chance. I loved it there, but they decided to relocate. Um, so I, I found another place closer and got into post-tensioning and was a project manager for a post-tensioning company. And it was really awesome. I learned so much about engineering, so much about um, concrete that I had no idea existed. There's so many different mixtures and all that stuff. Um, and really enjoyed it there. But I got to a point in my life where I kind of needed a change. And so I moved to Orlando, uh, found another GC down here and moved, moved my kids and that GC, it was a, it was, hmm, it was a good company. I just, my boss was a micromanager. So I started looking somewhere else and I ended up here at WWK. And they took a chance on me because, you know, I never had the mechanical experience, um, but they knew that I would be a great PM. It's just I had to learn the mechanical experience. And they said, you know, she's got the foundation. She can learn the rest. So here I am two years later, and this is like my family now. So that's where I'm at today and how I got here. Well, that is a really interesting story. So I find that so many people that I talk to, they kind of stumble into the construction industry, sort of like they either they, they've never been in it before and they just something comes out of the blue or they get in it for a little while, but then they get back out and then somehow they're sucked back in. And so that's really interesting because this is the same thing that keeps coming up. And so the mechanical side, you know, normally people go to school for the mechanical side, right? The engineering, very complicated. So that's quite impressive that, you know, they took that chance on you. So did you have to take classes to learn the mechanical side or did you just dive right in and how did that go? I literally just dove right in. I, I learned very quickly that the best way to succeed is to just ask questions and be transparent. Um, and I know you've done this as well in, in, you know, some of our meetings of, you know, hey, this isn't my forte. Done this down for me, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've done a lot of that, but I also learn very quickly. Um, I mean, obviously, since I went from GC to knowing everything about post-tensioning systems back to GC and now knowing mechanical systems, I pick up information very quickly. And learning is like, I could be a professional student because I love to learn so much. So, you know, going out to job sites, talking to my, my foreman, I really just, every day I would ask questions and, you know, I, I would present them you know, respectfully to the guys so that they would feel comfortable, you know, giving me all of the, the necessary information that I needed and was able to forge. We have a couple of really good foremen, Steve 
and they there were we're a union contractor. So um, Steve is actually a teacher for the union, and he kind of took me under his wing and you know helped fill in the voids of my questions like how does this work or you know whatever. Um, but no formal training. I mean, I, I have access to stuff like when I need it. Um, but it's just talking to all of the guys in the field and them being, you know, understanding and patient with me. Yeah, I think it takes a curiosity. Uh, that's mm -hmm. something that I've noticed for myself as well, because as you know, um, or maybe you don't know, um, when I came to this project that we're just finishing up now, that was my first GC job. I've always worked yeah. on the subcontracting side. So I was very nervous heading into it, but I am insanely curious and I ask a lot of mm -hmm. questions. And I'm not afraid to walk up to a group of people and say, you know, hey, I don't know how this works. Can you clue me in? Like you were saying. And I think a lot of times they like that. They don't uh -huh. mind that you don't know everything, especially if you're not coming in acting like you know everything. Right. Yep. Or if you don't come off being too girly, um, you know, and trying to leverage your femininity to get the answers that you need, if that yep. makes sense. But I think that if you're curious and you go in and you ask questions and you have the right um, skills to take that knowledge and organize it and go out and make the job happen. I think you gain yeah. people's respect and I think they appreciate the vulnerability. Don't they you? do. They do. And, you know, in my experience, I've had some, I had a coworker when I first started um, and he was young, but he would go out to job sites and act like he knew everything. And it just got, it just got him in trouble. Like, you know, he, the guys didn't enjoy working with him and, you know, you can't pretend that you know something that you don't. And you're right. People appreciate the honesty. And if you preface something with, hey, forgive my ignorance or, hey, you know, I'm a dumb blonde, <laughs> it, it makes them laugh a little bit and then they open up and it takes their guard down and they know you're not um, trying to question them. You're just trying to understand for yourself. Yeah, I think so too. I have these conversations um, with other women and other guests that we've had. You know, I think a lot of times there's that communication hump. Uh, a lot of women don't know how to go in and do that. They feel like uh, uh, it's making them look weak when they're yeah. trying to sit and act like they've got all this confidence in this male populated industry that yeah. you know, they can come in and, oh, I've got to act a certain way. And I tell them all the time, you don't have to. You can go in and just be yourself. You got the job because of who you are. So yeah. go in and ask the questions and then follow up and communicate. So I think, um, I think that's, a, that's a good path for women to go and it helps them feel like they fit in. Yeah. And, so, and I think it's getting better. Yeah. Well, and, you know, growing up in this industry, I've learned that 
men are very proud of their work. And, you know, these guys out in the field, like, this is their work. So, you know, they want to show it off. They want to, you know, teach somebody. They want to, you know, explain stuff, but they just don't ever really get that chance. So when we do ask questions and show that curiosity, it kind of, you know, excites them a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's reciprocal because they, we always go in thinking, oh, they're going to think I don't know anything, but guess what? They don't know how to manage a project. Exactly. So they look at it and they're like, okay, well, I can help her gain something. Um, And thank goodness she's doing what she's doing because I wouldn't know how to do that. Right. Well, and, and that's another point of how I've kind of been so successful here is, you know, a lot of times the guys in the field are like, bash in the GC. GC doesn't know, you know, what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Well, I can, because I've been on that side, I understand the mindset. I understand, you know, the conversations that are held with clients. So I understand, you know, the need to do things a certain way or present information a certain way. And I explain that to them. And then once they understand that, they're not mad about it anymore. It's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So did you find that through your journey thus far, whether you were, you know, working with your dad's company and through the other companies, did you ever find that your femininity was a problem? Did looks ever become an issue for you? In a way. um, I mean, I definitely have faced some setbacks, some you know, I've, I've been on job sites and of course you get the cat calls or they look at you like, what is this chick doing here? Or who is this chick? Um, and then when you introduce yourself, it's like, oh, you're a PM and not an admin or, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, I guess, you think the title overrides that? You think the title matters, changes things a little bit? The title? What now? Like your title, like that you are a project manager? Do you think that then they back off or? Oh, yeah, for sure. They they totally change their train of thought. Yeah. And it's like I get an instant respect or a look of what? You're a what? Yeah. Yeah. So you and I had a conversation a while back at work. Uh, I had seen a video. There is a woman out there. She is got all kinds of makeup and hair and she's just fabulous. Right. She works (laughs) in construction and she's getting in her truck and she's talking about how all of the um, discrimination that she gets because she's so beautiful. (laughs) And I watched this video at first. I was like, well, that's silly. But then I started to think it just sat with me for a while. And I, you and I saw each other on the job site. I was like, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a thing? And you said, I do think it's a thing. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I think women feel like they have to dress down. Mm -hmm. Noticed as much. 
Yep. So when I was younger, obviously I was younger and I didn't have three kids. <laughs> I was much more fit and, you know, going on job sites, I would get tons of attention. You know, I have this bright blonde hair, blue eyes, and, you know, it was frustrating. So I just started not wearing makeup at all, keeping my hair up in a ponytail and, you know, try to hide it under my hard hat, um, wearing a little bit baggier jeans or, you know, shirts just to cover up more than I would if I were just going out, um, just to minimize some of that attention. And I mean, it's just kind of become a habit now at this point, but for sure, like it's, if a pretty girl walks on the job site, it's ridiculous. The looks, the comments, the, you know, disrespect, and it's sad for sure. Um, yeah, it is. I don't, I, I, I've seen it happen a couple of times. We actually, on our job site, we had a, one of the younger electricians. She was a young girl. Uh, she was a, uh, an apprentice actually. And I had to like, go say some stuff to some of the guys because they were talking to her and yeah. And it made her very uncomfortable. And she wasn't wearing a lot of makeup or anything. She was just super cute and young. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm always fascinated by this. Um, I guess it's just uh, chemistry, right? <laughs> it's yeah. Just but I don't know. I don't know if I like that women have to dress themselves down. You know, there's also a big movement about finding um, better fitting clothing for women in the industry right? Yes. Safety equipment that fits us better and shirts that are, you know, built for women and not men. So I know that there's a lot of women that don't want to dress like a man, but then I think there's others that are trying to kind of just blend in with the background. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've definitely seen an uptick in websites that have construction gear tailored to women and it excites me. I'm sure you've seen my crazy boots that I love to wear. I um, and I have, you know, the pink hard hat, pink vest. So I try to have fun with my construction gear because, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to look like every man out there, but I also don't want to go out there looking like a model. So, right. so you kind of like a happy medium. Yeah, you have your uniqueness on the job site. And that was when the first day you walked on the job site, I was like, oh, I love this girl. She's got her, <laughs> her, well, and her mermaid backpack. And <laughs> well, and to add to that, part of the reason why I do that, I, it's kind of intentional. Um, the, when guys see me, it's kind of like, it kind of makes them laugh. So it kind of breaks that guard down. Mm -hmm. 
and brings a lightness to when I meet new people because I actually hate talking to people. <laughs> I'm very antisocial, but you know, on the job, it kind of just, it sets me apart and gives something funny to, to joke about. And, you know, it's so, it's so stressful in construction, you know, anyway, especially for the guys out in the field, I just try to kind of use the silly, you know, my crazy boots or the unicorn thing, uh, to joke with the guys and, you know, give them a little laugh in the day. Yeah, I think it's good conversation openers for sure. And, you know, once you sit down at that table and, you know, you open your mouth and you run your job, there's no mistaking that you aren't just there playing around, you know. So yeah, I think, um, it's really unique and, and I really do like it. Um, well, thank so you. You are uh, a mother of three. Yes. Single mom. Yes. So. Tell me a little bit about how that has been for you, because construction can take a lot of your time. It is not a, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday job. Yes. Uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about how that has been, um, because that's not easy to do, have a career like that and raise three children. Well, when I was in Atlanta, obviously I had family around um, that would help any time of the day. Um, but when I moved to Orlando, my mom came, moved with us for about um, a year and a half, I think. And well, until I started working here. Um, and now my oldest is 15. The middle one is 10. And then I've got a two-year-old. So the only way that I survive is the fact that I have an awesome employer that supports the family and we have our, our computers, we can work from home, like our tablets, um, if we need to, like if a child is sick or whatever. Um, and my boss kind of treats it as, you know, as long as your job is done, I don't care how it goes. Um, so having that support uh, from my employer is huge. Um, of course, it it's a lot of it's a lot of work, but you know I wouldn't trade it for anything for sure. Yeah, having that flexibility has got to be big, especially yep. getting into teenage years. They're more active. They've got you know school and sports and other things. And I, I think that that's, I think that might be part of the reason why we're having a lot of problems getting more women into the industry because not everybody is like your, your yeah. job, right? They have to work and, you know, a lot of times it's getting on the job site very early Yep. and sometimes you're working very late and it's, you know, you can't just go, oh, sorry, I got to go pick up the kiddo up from school. Would you agree that that is an issue with getting more women into the industry or oh, keeping yeah. women? Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, the field. Um, I mean, like you said, sometimes they get there at seven and don't leave until six. And, you know, if you're a, a field worker, usually you're, you're paid hourly and to take off, 
to take your kid to the doctor, you know, that that's a huge chunk that you could miss out on. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely think it's a problem for getting more win- women out in the field specifically. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of companies have started moving towards the, you know, being able to, the flexibility to work from home with COVID especially. But a lot of companies aren't as supportive, I think, as WWGA has been. Yeah, I think some are. You're right. I think some are moving that way. The companies that are good with people working from home, but not all companies are okay with that. Some of them, you know, still, nope, we're going to keep going. Um, And then I think the tradeswomen possibly are the ones that suffer the worst because you can't, you can't just leave. Um, You know, what other things do you think are stopping women from being able to get into the industry or stay into the industry long-term? And I asked that question because in the past two years, the numbers are not budging. We're kind of stuck at that 10 and 11% mark. We just can't get over the 11% mark. So what do you think are some other things? I think, well, you're considering the past two years in that? Well, yes. I mean, given COVID. Yeah, um, I think. But but construction's been booming. So I can't even say that it's uh, an issue with like in the Great Recession where people were getting laid off left and right. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of moms have chosen to stay home because of the COVID and, you know, the, the fear that has been created, um, in general, but I also think our field still has kind of the stigma of it being a male industry. Um, and women don't, know that there's jobs out there where you don't have to get dirty all day, every day. You know, those are certain tasks, but there's plenty of jobs where you can be successful. I just don't think they have the knowledge of the industry as a whole. I think it's just been, you know, generationally mostly men and they just need some more education, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, the you're right. And project management is so good. It's not good. It's geared for women. I mean, women are so good at project management, I guess is what I'm trying to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. We're good at the multitasking and the details and the follow and the communication and making sure that this person's happy because we're also... Uh, very nurturing and we're very communal. So we're always trying mm-hmm. to make sure all the moving parts are fitting together. And we've had to do that uh, all of our lives. We've had to manage homes, uh, not yep. to say that men haven't because they have, but the majority of that duty historically and traditionally has been put on to women. So I find that some of the be- best PMs I know are women. I know a few yep. others out there and I just, 
I think you're right. If we can get that knowledge out there to more women and help them get into that career path, I think we could see a big shift. Yep. Well, and, you know, the same experience for me is, you know, some of the greatest PMs that I've come across have been women. And, you know, it's that attention to detail that we have. I think we also tend to have a subconscious need to prove ourselves. Um, It's kind of like an internal competition with our counterparts, our male counterparts of, you know, just because I'm a female doesn't mean I'm going to be worse than you type thing. Um, But I think project management is absolutely one of the best career paths for women. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity there with, you know, the engineer positions, you know, in construction, it confuses people because when we say project engineer, they think like civil engineer. Yeah. But, you know, and that's really, it's project coordinating. Uh, And I think that's a great place to start. Um, We've got a, a young lady in our office that she's been admin. She hates the bookwork, the bookkeeping, that's pretty much what she does. And I'm always trying to um, push to get her more on the coordination to help with projects because she's so smart and I see that she's got that attention to detail and I think she wants to go that route. So I think it's also a matter of other women in the industry encouraging other women. And if you're in a position of leadership, helping to open those doors and advocate for them. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, And that's another thing, you know, back to WWE gay is, you know, it's not just like we have multiple locations and our headquarters is where our president Paul Jones is. And, you know, he's a huge advocate for supporting women in our company and, you know, uh, we've had classes that training sessions on, you know, stereotypes, discrimination in the workplace. And it's brought up conversations with some of the men and, you know, it's brought out, you know, Hey, this behavior is subconsciously, you know, demeaning towards the women. And, you know, it's really nice to have that support from the top down. Um, there's, there's so many women, you know, we've got project uh, engineers, we've got project managers, we've got Joni here in Orlando, who's our service manager. So um, I really appreciate their, their mindset on this and their, their desire to kind of change that stigma as well. Yeah, it sounds like WWG is definitely going in the right direction because training is big and continual training is big. You know, any time that your employees feel valued and you're striving to help them reach their professional goals, even if that means a change in job uh, or job responsibility, I think is makes for a successful company. So, uh, what is the uh, What's the favorite thing? What's your favorite thing about your job? (sighs) 
the fa my favorite thing back to what I said earlier is every day I learn something new because the mechanical industry is so extensive. I mean, I've got a commercial project, I've got an industrial project, I've got a healthcare project, um, I've got, you know, various systems that I'm having to learn and understand, and it challenges me. I love the challenge of, you know, discovering, you know, new processes and um, how, how I can benefit the company um, and my team. So that's definitely my favorite part. And I tell my guys all the time that I love the fact that I get to come to work every day and learn something new. Awesome. That's great. Uh, and so what kind of goals do you have for your own career? Like, where would you like to be in 10 years? I want to be here. Um, I am the happiest I've ever been here. Um, I think at some point I'd like to be like a senior PM. I'd like to get some more education, more certificates, like my project management or PMP, I guess. And that's about it. Like my, my goal is to like, I do more than just project management for WWGA. I'm kind of in charge of some of our social activities within the company and I'm leading our pro core committee for Orlando. So, you know, implementing those procedures and, you know, doing the project management and, you know, making sure my team is enjoying the work as much as I'm enjoying the work is, is what makes me happy. I mean, I love coming to work. I don't think many people can say that. <laughs> nope. Don't think that they can. That's that's pretty impressive and, and interesting that you're moving in a social direction at work when you really don't like to be social. <laughs> you're sort of like they're making I you. I know, right? <laughs> I, I contradict myself quite often. <laughs> but that's good. I guess that's why I'm the unicorn queen. That's right. You are. <laughs> well... Uh, you are my favorite unicorn, and thank you for joining me here. Uh, it's been really nice to um, get a little deeper and, and learn more about you, and I'm glad that our listeners are able to learn about you and what you do and your story. I think it's very impactful, and I think it will help people. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for uh, including me on this. Awesome. All right. Well, take care and good luck in all of your endeavors in the future. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. I really enjoyed this conversation with Laura. I think so many women in construction can relate to her. She blazed her own path and she empowered herself to get the knowledge that she needed. She built the relationships to help her own growth and found her own success. Her story speaks to so many because she built her impressive career while also being a single mom of three. Hers is a story of determination, 
resilience, and adapting in tough times. A big thank you to Laura Jones for joining me. And as always, thank you to our sponsor and partner TouchPlan, a leading construction planning software that makes project outcomes more predictable and profitable. TouchPlan delivers approachable, progressive job site data and analytic solutions that transform construction into a more collaborative, transparent, and predictable process. TouchPlan is committed to the belief that learning from data is the key to rapid recovery from project variances and improving project certainty. And as always, thank you for joining me today. Please reach out to us on social and say hello. That's all for now, but please remember, we are just getting started.